The following is a Joel Mahalik production. On November 13th, Felix Unger was asked to remove himself from his place of residence. That request came from his wife. She asked him to leave because he wouldn't listen to the Joel Mahalik show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Joel Mahalik Show. Tastes great, less filling. <laughs> Say hello to Sharon's over here with me. Hi. Hi, Sharon. How are you? How are you? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm fine. How are you? I'm wonderful. I remember one time telling my employer, they called the office I was working in, and he, he said, uh, he said, told me who he was and said, how are you? And I was like, well, how are you? And he said, I asked you first. Well, he did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I because my, my initial reaction is to say the same thing about, how are you? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't mean to be rude not typically, responding. You know what, though? Typically, people say, fine, how are you? Whether you're fine or not. Yeah, but I, like, but, you know, they really don't give a shit. And they really don't want to know. But I think how it, you're really doing. But in my, what I'm saying is, in, in, <laughs> in my mind, I, what, what my mind is saying subconsciously is, I don't care how I'm feeling, how are you doing? And maybe that's why I don't say it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Or you just don't want to answer the question. Right, well, there you go. <laughs> Welcome to another exciting episode chock full of, um, well, it's chock full of whatever we're going to shove down your throat. That's what it is. Exactly. You know, so. Um, what? ever spews out of our mouth right and you know you can pick up the podcast at joelmahalik.com spelled m-i-c-h-a-l-e-c and also <laughs> while you're there's while you're there this week and after you click subscribe and get the podcast delivered to your favorite player then click on uh blog and check out my latest op-ed on drivers uh i'm actually i'm starting a little i want to call it a mini series and oh, uh, yeah yeah Joel Mahalik teaches driving, and the first segment is stop signs. So, <laughs> okay, but you should put like a little byline or a little, you know, quote that says for everyone that got their license at Kmart. No, no, I common sense driving lessons and some and some key points on the law. Wow. Yeah. That's what it is. So what you're saying is you're going to teach everyone that speed limits are strictly to be adhered to and you shouldn't go over the speed limit. I would, never, I would never say that. Everyone knows they're just a suggestion. They're not a suggestion. What? <laughs> they're not a suggestion. Sharon will not be guesting on that column, by the way. <laughs> so joelmaholic.com, that's where you can... Uh, Stop by and get all the goodies. Also, uh, come over and say hello on Facebook at JM Talk. Sharon's looking for some people to say hello. Yeah, just say, hey, what's up? Yeah. Something. <laughs> That's at JM Talk on Facebook or stop by Twitter at WQYB Radio. <laughs> well, let me, let me just say, as long as it's something nice, I don't want you to say something mean. 
Yeah. Like, you guys suck. There's enough of that. There's enough mean stuff. I know. These days. I know. I want to hear nice. Agreed. And if you, mom always said, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. Right, which is why I spend most of my time quiet. <laughs> and most not, of your time no, is spent not, around me. No, what is that? Not mean? here, not here. But I think of, I think of that all the time, though. When I'm dealing with, um, you know, uh, when I'm dealing with people, I, I'm in my head. I'm saying, Mama always said, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. So. Uh, <laughs> So we got some health stuff we want to talk about uh, this week. Yeah. Yes, interesting health stuff. So don't go, don't turn us off. Right. This is really interesting health stuff. What he said. Excuse the shuffling of the papers, but uh, there was no particular, there's never any particular order to what we do on this program, but I had to make sure that I had everything. So a couple of interesting news uh, points came out. And I think that one of the two is actually fairly dated. It just keeps resurfacing. You know, you know those kinds of yeah. stories, right? Yeah. So anyway, this one here. Like, how did the chicken cross the road? Yeah. Well, that that those kind of things. Yeah. yeah. I don't think this resurfaced as much. Oh, okay. But right. I think that the story is probably maybe almost two years old, but it keeps getting. Okay. It, it gets some steam. It gets kicked back. Gets some steam. Gets kicked back. Okay. So we're gonna give it some steam. Awesome. Did you know that pork fat is officially one of the world's most nutritious foods? Ew. Now, I bring this up. You're saying ew, but the I'm reason... I'm saying ew. The reason I'm bringing but this I up... But I like it. ...is because when we have pork, uh, yeah. my the fat from my pork goes onto your plate. You know, though, I think a lot of women like the fat, whereas men don't. So <laughs> So you're saying women like fatties? Some. <laughs> anyway. As he slaps his stomach. So that's what. <laughs> so, so that's why I wanted to. Uh, yeah, there's a twelve pack baby. Ooh. So th- I, that's why I wanted to bring this up because you get the pork. I I can't stand pork fat, except for bacon. Right. So I don't know why, but there's some sort of difference. Well, bacon fat is much tastier. Yeah. Than fat off of a pork loin. Because you don't want fat on your pork. That's right. You're right. You're absolutely right. On my pork loin. You're right. So, anyway, so here's a little bit of information about it. Um, So, according to a recent BBC report, and we like the BBC. We do. We do. We like them. Scientists analyzed over 1,000 raw foods to rank how nutritious they are. And they discovered that pork fat is up there. With the likes of chia seeds, almonds, and beet greens. What? Yes. Each food item analyzed was given a nutritional score. The higher the score, the more likely that the food item would meet our daily nutritional needs when eaten in a combination with other foods. Wow. The result of the study is a list of 100 most nutritious foods where pork fat ranks 8th. Eighth out of one hundred foods. Wow, so that's, that's really, pretty pretty that's good. Pretty high up there. Yeah. So to give you an idea, say pork fat, uh, the food rating is seventy three, and almonds they're the highest ninety seven. Wow. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, see, everyone who knows me knows I can't have tree nuts, so right. But um, that's why I like the, pork fat. And on the list, I'm just. <laughs> 
<laughs> on the list, I'm trying to identify with, like you said, with you know almonds because you can't right. have them. Right. Foods that they know because there's things on here I've never even heard of. But if you like Snapper, that's 69. Oh, Snapper oh, soup is good. I'm. Th- I think they probably made like red snapper, like fish. Oh. You're thinking snapper turtle. Yeah. And you've had snapper soup. I have. It is delicious. No, it's disgusting. That's disgusting. No. no. Not if you put a little bit of brandy on top. Mm. What if the turtle used in that was on its way to work when it was hit by the car? Well, then you're not going to make a turtle soup because of all the nasties on from the tires. <laughs> uh, ocean perch. Silly. Ocean perch is 89. So, again, pork fat 73, which makes it a nutritional food. Wow. Who, who, who knew? Well, apparently us. Yeah, I, I didn't know. Now. It and does. now everyone out there knows. And it doesn't mean I'm going to start eating pork fat. You're still going to get my pork fat. Awesome. Yes. So, there yes. you go. Um, we just want to keep everybody healthy. Yay. Healthy and living. Awesome. Uh, that can go to the fireplace. Yay. And it will go in the fireplace today, actually. Okay, yeah, because of the weather. It is. It's weird. You know, when I just came home from running to the store, when I went out earlier, the temperature was kind of not nice, but nice for the way it's been lately. And I just came back, and from the time I went in the store to the time I came out, the temperature had dropped. And I told you that was, was oh, going to happen today, like fiercely. I know. So, and yesterday it was, uh, what, around 50 while we were getting an- yeah. another inch and a quarter of rain. Right. So I, I said this before, and l- looking at the outlook for this week, we have another inch coming later on in the week. And the temp- right. and like tomorrow morning, the temperatures will be 10, but it will be 50 again when that rain gets here. We somehow keep cheating massive snow right here in our, the area that we are at. Right. Well, that's that's just sad. I like snow. Yeah, I mean, I... I don't like snow, but the water accumulation is beginning to concern me. Yeah. Especially since it's been raining like this since about 2017. Right. So, anyway, so especially in the Northeast, there's all kinds of weird stuff going on with the weather across the Northeast. So, if you're a listener in the Northeastern part of the United States, keep an eye out for the weather. Uh, The temperature has already fallen uh, fast today, and uh, that may or may not impact... Where you are, yeah. Where you are, and services, and roadways, and things like that. Check on pets, right? Elderly, neighbors, friends, family. Bring in the dogs. Yeah, bring in the. Oh, yeah, that's that is sticking point. Oh my God, my biggest pet peeve. Pet peeve, get it? Huh? (laughs) But no, people that leave dogs out, and if you know they have a, a utility service that has to come. And you have to bring the dogs in because they're outside all the time. That is disgusting. You need to have your dogs taken away from you. Yeah, it's really important. Especially in this weather. Yeah, yeah. Last week I showed you a chart, or I talked to you about a chart that I saw that actually measures, it charts out the temperature and how long, depending on the size of your dog, that you should have them out for. Like now, Molly loves to walk, and if you don't stop her, she'll walk forever. Yeah. But yeah. when you're dealing with weather that can severely affect, you know, dogs, you, ha- right. you really have to pay attention to that. Oh, yeah. And uh, and you're right, because when you left to go to the store, I was I was actually taking, I was taking the garbage out. 
Full disclosure. What are you saying? So I was taking the garbage out. <laughs> when, when you when you were leaving and yes i was in a sweatshirt and felt fine and right. then like i took her out a little while later not much longer later in fact yeah. probably by the time you were leaving the store because you came home right while we were out my ears are ringing they're burning so bad from the wind and i had a hoodie on so yeah, yeah the temperature is really plummeting and plummeting fast but so okay we cut away the weather let's cut back to health Okay, back to health. This is the bigger of the two health issues that we want to talk about this week, and especially because this is the right time of year to discuss this. But the best cure for cough may be chocolate rather than cough syrup. Yup, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you just found validation for all the Hershey bars you eat? <laughs> uh, well, I don't eat that many anymore anymore you know but oh i used to go through them though the queen uh, Anne's milk chocolate i know with that cherry cordial the, syrup the in it you know M &M, extra yup anyway. m m's with chocolate in them so a study so now i have to eat the m m's <laughs> a study actually not not a study but a leading cough and respiratory medicine expert claims that next time you have a cough maybe skip the honey and the lemon and grab some chocolate Hmm. Uh, there's a claim that new research, research proves it's more effective method of treatment. Uh, so this is going to be me, okay? <laughs> when I feel a cold coming on, uh -huh. this is my shopping cart is going to consist of chocolate bars. Okay. And and I can truly legitimately say that this is my medicine. And I can legitimately in my head already see you telling the cashier absolutely what the reason oh, I, for it is. I know you will i will absolutely uh, according to professor alan morris head of the cardiovascular and respiratory studies at the university of hull uh, that's in britain uh, chocolate can calm coughs uh, he says i know that might sound something like something out of mary poppins but as an independent clinician who has spent years researching the mechanism of cough i can assure you the evidence is actually a solid a bar as solid as bar who wrote this story it wasn't i mean it wasn't me <laughs> as Whatever. solid as a bar of chocolate fruit and nut oh <laughs> right so uh mars points to the new european study of over-the-counter cough remedies patients who took new medicine containing cocoa were found to have a significant improvement in their cough and sleeplessness within two days compared mm. to those taking standard cough syrup hmm even better, it's not the first study that shows ca that chocolate can calm a cough. Researchers at London's Imperial College found the, that theobromine, an alkaloid in cocoa, suppresses coughs better than codeine, a common ingredient in cough medicine. Imagine I that. know. Yeah. So this is why chocolate works so well. Researchers claim it's because cocoa has uh, demucillant properties, which means it relieves inflammation or in irritation. Essentially, it's stickier than typical cough syrup and better forms a coating to protect the nerve endings in the throat that trigger the urge to cough. Uh, this uh, effect is also why honey and lemon work, although not as well. Wow. Um, however, drinking hot chocolate won't have the same effect as the cocoa isn't in contact with the throat long enough to form a protective coating. Uh, so slowly sucking on a piece of chocolate may provide some relief, um, but they think it's in the way the compounds of the chocolate work with other ingredients, like in the cough syrup, that would make it even more effective. So the next time you feel like you're going to have a cough, whether it's associated with a cold or not, 
Maybe a piece of maybe a little chocolate square. Oh, you know what? Because if you suck on it, then you're melting it down and you're making that coating on it your throat. It could trigger throat. hypochondria too. Why? <coughs> mm. I need chocolate. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's pathetic. <laughs> well, do, well, during the yeah, break. Yeah, it was yeah, kind of pathetic. <laughs> during, during the break, you can run in and grab a Queen Anne's. You have Queen Anne's left? Uh, no, actually. Wow. To the fireplace with that, please. Yay. All right. So, um, wow, chocolate. I know. Who knew? But what do diabetics do? Because, you know, the last thing a diabetic wants to do is suck down sugar-free chocolate. Oh, I know. Because that'll come right out the other end. You'll be in 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 the in the loo, as they would say in a British study. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but people, a lot of people don't know that sugar-free chocolate has a, a an ingredient which causes, you know, some problem in that area. Yeah, anything that ends in a tall, mannitol, sorbitol, excelabapitol. Um, <laughs> okay, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> and I think I, I think the the other name for them is sugar alcohols. I think, um, but right. I've read articles as a diabetic. I've read articles that said you shouldn't even eat sugar free foods because of the stomach problems that are associated with those ingredients. Uh, right. th they suggest that diabetics should be uh, should moderate better and eat the regular stuff. Right. You know, so. I guess that means I could probably have, like, instead of a square of chocolate, I could have a, a little quarter of a square of chocolate. What are you saying, when chocolate? I, when I have... Why chocolate? <laughs> why are you saying that like that? I, I don't chocolate. know, and frankly, I don't care. What do you care for why I'm saying it? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I found that. That struck me as funny. I'm sorry. We, we, we had this conversation this week. I try to leave the Philly out there when I come into the studio. That's all well and good, but we don't say chocolate in Philly or where we're at. And while I'm in here, I can't ask you for a glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> I have to ask you for water. <laughs> I, I'm but sorry. But thanks for bringing up my diction <laughs> on the podcast. I appreciate that. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm here to amuse you. <laughs> uh, anyway. Go uh, ahead. I apologize. <laughs> uh, later on on the program, we have uh, Wombat of the Week coming up, uh, a new Wombat, and also um, a really interesting and great hero story this week uh, coming to you. On yeah, I'm Honor looking forward heroes, to that. You know? Yeah. So uh, that's coming up later on on the program. <laughs> now you're going to, for the rest of the podcast, you're going to watch everything coming out of my mouth? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the website's joelmaholic.com. Uh, also on Facebook at JM Talk and Twitter at WQYB Radio. Stick around. Uh, there's more abuse coming <laughs> right after this. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? 
Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Broadcasting from a crummy little studio in Baltimore, Maryland. This is Reality One Radio. You see why we need your donations? Welcome back. It's the Joel Mahalik Show at joelmahalik.com. Facebook, JM Talk, Twitter, WQYB Radio. And uh, in uh, uh, to make sure that her throat did not go raw or sore <laughs> in this segment, Sharon stopped off and had a piece of chocolate in lieu of I health, did. New- health news <laughs> <laughs> prior to the break. Yes. Yes, I did. My so. throat was feeling a little scratchy. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Uh, later on, Wombat of the Week and Honor Thy Heroes coming up in the home stretch of the show. Uh, so uh, remember, folks, you can hear the show on uh, Friday nights at 6 p.m. on Star Radio and also on Sunday nights at 11 p.m., both times Eastern, by the way. Uh, Sunday nights at 920 WON, The Apple. And you can get the links from the uh, homepage. You can also get the links inside the podcast show notes for the replays of the show. So uh, there is this, uh, this story that came out this week, which intrigued me because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm into science fiction, I'm into astronomy, I'm into space and all sure, that other stuff. Sure, sure. And so I wanted to uh, kind of just put this out there. What is that? That there's been repeated radio signals coming from a galaxy 1.5 billion light years away. What? Yeah. Um, and the, So that noise was made 1.5 billion years ago. No. No, no, no. When you're talking about space, it's uh, light years is, is a linear travel, like miles to us. Right. They don't say, well, it's a billion and a half miles away. It's light years away. Oh. I'm not sure of the exact translation, you know, to give you a scale, but... So I just sound like an idiot. Not at all. Not at all, because (laughs) inquisitive minds have to know this stuff, and they decipher, and and they're they're eager to find out. What's interesting, though, is the word repeated. Scientists have spotted repeated blasts of radio signals coming from the, the deep of space. I mean, repeated means that somebody or something... It has, it has to be sending them, just like we're constantly sending out radio signals. Right. Um, the breakthrough hmm. is only the second time scientists have seen such a repeating radio burst. It it both deepens the mystery and offers a potential opportunity opportunity to finally understand what might be throwing out the burst from ga- from a galaxy billions of light years away. Wow. Because we've always had that question, right? Are we alone? Yeah. I was just going to say, can you please get out of my head, <laughs> that maybe we are not alone. I think, it, uh, to think that we are alone is pure ignorance, I think. Uh, you know, it, it's silly to think that we're not by ourselves in that vastness up there. Mm-hmm. Really? No, uh, 
I happen to agree with you. Uh, so these fast radio bursts have been speculated to be the result of everything from exploding stars mm-hmm. to transmissions from aliens. But they have remained entirely mysterious with little evidence at all of where they might be coming from. The flashes only last for a millisecond, but they are flung out with the same amount of energy the sun takes 12 months to produce. Wow. Yeah, so think of that uh, that, that amount of energy. Um, so the excite- So I wonder if that means that um, we're going to have our own Independence Day. <laughs> I mean, we celebrate it. Well, you never know. You, just, you, you took that on. You, immediately, you expect aliens to show up and be rude, and we have to fight them on July third, right? And you get all this from this from this news blast. Well, how did the movie come about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably, Somebody had to have sat down and thought that. <laughs> probably most excited about these new bursts is one that scientists saw repeat six times. Apparently from the same location. Wow. Uh, of the more than 60 fast radio bursts detected so far, only one of them has ever repeated. So that's intriguing. That is. Um, so, interesting stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't, I mean, you know, I don't know where to go with that. Well, and, and I'm sitting here totally ignoring it and reading through the article. <laughs> uh, there's, there's always been that question, uh, you know, what's out there. Um, and, and I don't think we'll ever know. Oh, I'm sure we won't. I mean, it would be spectacular if that were to happen. But I think even though this has been, this question has been going on for ever, you know, I think the question will continue to go on for more yeah. ever. You know, mm-hmm. and probably will not be answered in our lifetime. You know, right. um, I, I I don't know. Um, and then of no. course with the with the generation now, I don't think now, it'll happen in anybody's lifetime now or will forever come. Forever. Forever. What if they've already been here? Have you ever thought about this? What if aliens? I know they say that aliens were responsible right, there's all those for the. For the Egyptian pyramids, right, and, and all these different theories about the how Mayan things, and, and, and the Stonehenge, and all that. What I'm saying is, what if they were already here? I'm not saying that you know they're responsible for all that. I'm suggesting maybe they've come, and as they were approaching Earth and saw how we are as a people, they rolled their windows up and kept going. Don't you you think know, that's I would. <laughs> Maybe that's what I happened. would. <laughs> Maybe they were like, no, they saw let's how bounce. We are, right? <laughs> we're out of here. <laughs> but it might have sounded something more like, nah, 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 which means let's bounce in, you know, alien. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know you uh, <laughs> spoke alien. I watch a lot of science fiction. All right, people. I just have to be real straight with you. I'm <laughs> sitting here rolling my eyes. <laughs> And staring at Joel like he's got three heads. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, am. So to just to cap this off, of the 13 new blasts that were picked up, at least seven of them were recorded at 400 megahertz, which is the lowest frequency of any discovered. That suggests that there might even be 
more of them that can be picked up. Wow. Uh, the sources can provide low-frequency radio waves, and those low-frequency waves can escape their environment and are not too scattered to be detected by the time they reach the Earth. So that tells us something about the environments and the sources. That's what makes it interesting. I mean, you you know that it's possible to when you when you read that and, yeah. and absorb that, then it's possible to think that maybe somebody is you know in that galaxy. You know, mm-hmm. it could be another Earth. It could be. And what if that's the last person and after the a zombie alien apocalypse? version of ourselves is sitting there doing a podcast. Maybe. Saying, I wonder if there's <laughs> aliens out there. So you're following uh, along well. I am. But, you know. The, I get it. But that low band, 400 megahertz, suggests that uh, two things. One, that, you know. They don't um, have a very powerful radio. Wow. Or. <laughs> I've always believed that if there was ever a type of disaster, you know, we'll slingshot back to things like CBs and walkie-talkies. We'll go back to that crude, low-band type of communication because mm-hmm. if there's ever, uh, you know, a disaster of some measurable scale, it will knock out all this great technology that we have, and we're going to wind up needing to dust off the CBs that are in the garages. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the walkie-talkies are right there on the desk ready to go. Yeah. So. Yeah. And you can be in the kitchen, and I can be standing next to you, and we hear each other. That's that's absolutely correct. <laughs> that's correct. <clears throat> so, so anyway, so... Uh, I'm just... I'm I, messing with you today. I know, but radio waves, man. I know. Somebody could be out there. They could be. They're probably asking you for help. They might that They might be. And I they, think we they need a man of mission right Joel now. Mahalik, That's right. They're come hearing, help me. They're hearing the podcast across the Gulf of Space. Right. And they're just trying to send back information that they that they need the subscribe link. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you decipher the damn message. <laughs> to the fireplace, please. Oh, that's funny. All righty. By the way, folks, it's cold out there. Baby, it's cold outside. Watch it. You can't sing that song anymore. It's offensive. You're offending me by singing that. Oh, you'll get over it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so here's something you're not going to hear a lot about that we picked up off the newswire. Of course, obviously, locally, these people here in um, Arizona heard about it, but it's unfortunate, and I say this one, especially when we do the Honor Thy Hero segment, and I mention how sad it is that we don't hear more good stories about police and firefighters and such doing great things, going above and beyond. Right. And um, so even though this did not make it to Honor Thy Heroes, I still consider um, a hero in this story. So in, uh, I, th- I think it's called Tonopa, Arizona. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's right there. I can't imagine that's Tonopah, Arizona. But I mean, I want to be. be clear about my diction. I'm going to go with Tonopa. Uh, well, okay. Well, I'll go with that. Okay. Uh, so anyway, suspect is dead in an Arizona Department of Public Safety trooper is recovering after he was ambushed and shot early Thursday on Interstate 10, according to the state police. Um, that is disgusting. Yeah. State Police Director Colonel Frank Milstead said that the suspect was shot and killed near Tonopa. What did I say I was going to say? Tonopa? Tonopa. Tonopa. <laughs> By a good Samaritan who pulled off the interstate to help the trooper. Uh, he also went on to say that he's not sure without 
the uh, the guy's assistance if his trooper would be alive today. Um, so the trooper Edward Anderson, 27-year veteran, he has undergone surgery for gunshot wounds to the shoulder and the arm. So apparently, what happened was that uh, the shooting occurred at the scene of a rollover crash in which a woman was ejected uh, and fatally injured. Anderson spotted the wreck as he responded to reports of shots being fired at another motorist's vehicle. Uh, so he responded. He was on his way to investigate when he discovered the rollover crash. And while he was setting up uh, flares and cones and such, getting the highway broken down because this was early in the morning, mm -hmm. uh, he was ambushed by the subject. Uh, the suspect shot the trooper in the right shoulder and was then getting the better of the trooper in a fight that immediately followed. Wow. Uh, so uh, the suspect was on top of the trooper and striking his head against the pavement, the roadway. Um, so uh, according to Milstead, a man traveling westbound on I-10 with his family stopped to help the trooper. He retrieved his gun from the car, the suspect, his own gun from the car, and fired at the suspect after the suspect refused to stop attacking the officer. Um, so the suspect died as a result of the shooting. And the man uh, called for help using the trooper's radio. And these things that this man did, whose name is being withheld, uh, saved this trooper's life. Right. I mean, I, I, we don't know the full story. I mean, who was this guy and why was he shooting up an accident? Right. Um, I, I imagine and road how, rage. How can you have such lack of respect right. for the law? That's what I've been... That is That's the dead horse I've been beating forever. Right. It's disgusting. How dare you? What gives you the right? Seriously. I mean Yeah. yeah I, and no, I agree. And I'll tell you what it is. I do and, agree. And, I, and I'm sorry to say, it's the way mainstream media has portrayed and the politicians, how they've portrayed the police as being the bad people. Yeah, the the police are the one that protect you. And so because you of know, the, that's not to say there aren't a scattering of bad cops. Absolutely. There is. We're not denying that. But that doesn't mean every single cop is a bad cop. That is correct. You are absolutely correct. I, I think it's absolutely disgusting. Um, and when I see a story of a bad cop, bad cop scenario, I'll be the first to put it out there and call them out on it. But, right. Um, again, the reason I think... Whatever we learn, if we learn anymore, because we talked about this before, we don't always see follow-ups to stuff far away. Right. Sometimes we don't see follow-ups to things that are close. But um, I think it's the way that uh, the the label that mainstream media and the political scene has put on uh, law enforcement officers right. that make people like whatever this man did decide it was okay for him to just out of the blue shoot a, uh, a cop and then proceed to beat him down in an attempt to obviously take his life. And uh, so as far as I'm concerned... I just, I don't know in what galaxy that would be okay. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of galaxies... Yeah, I was going to say, really nice <laughs> back segue there right? to the previous uh, thing. But you're right, I, absolutely. And, you know, last week on the show... Uh, when I did honor our heroes, I honored all the the eleven or uh, eleven police officers fallen in the first thirteen days of the year. Yeah, you know, and and you know, 
some of it was uh, now I know two of them were they were killed you know in, in a crash you know so but that doesn't diminish it, their no, passing it, at all right it doesn't diminish their passing it, it, it slightly diminishes that you know they were attacked like this officer but there's a lot of that going on right blatant attacks you know of people just attacking police officers you know and and, and a, I just feel like a lot of that is, is on the fault of mainstream media and they and they need to fix it I mean you yeah. they caused the problem and right. they need to fix, fix it, it or just stop reporting on it because there's other news agencies that come out and they take a center stance and tell the truth let them report Be, you know oh my god you know who I miss news and truth I miss Walter Concrete you know why because he would come on the, the news every night. He, yeah. would, he would read the news without his opinion. He didn't tell you how that made him feel. Right. He, didn't, right. he didn't tell you how you should feel about it. He just right. read, read the news and said good night. Right. Well, we're getting into a whole new arena when we start talking about the news. Yeah. And An arena we can't focus on tonight. No. But, no. Um. However, uh, as far as wrapping this one up, though, so uh, it's an ongoing investigation. The officer will be fine. Good. uh, Thanks to this uh, good Samaritan. Right. And if only there were more like that. An outstanding job on a citizen's part. And if we didn't have uh, another hero this week... I, I would have put him in. It's also, it's it's kind of, it, he's like the unknown comic. They didn't give him a yeah. name. I don't know who he is to honor him. Right. Okay, but if But he, he knows. Oh, he, and he oh, knows absolutely. that he's being honored. Right. So if he's listening to this by right. chance out there in Tonopah, Arizona. We honor you. We honor you as a hero. Yes. For assisting this police officer who was in apparent need. Yeah. Um, Because of some bozo wombat. Right. Yeah, I mean, that guy, I would, now he wouldn't even qualify as a wombat. Yeah, you cannot give any title to an ingrate like that. And I and I don't want to shower him with anything. No. You know? Absolutely. So. <laughs> the only thing I want him showered with was bullets, which he was showered with. Right. <laughs> Successfully, I may add. Yeah. Uh, so good job, good Samaritan. Uh, thank you very much. Your community should rally around you. Right. And I hope they are. Yeah. So He deserves uh, it. So uh, coming up, we have a we have a, a, a not a hero. We have some heroes on honor thy heroes this week. Plus a brand new wombat and uh, an interesting wombat for us. And we'll talk about why uh, when we come back. But as you can hear, I need a piece of chocolate or at the least something to drink. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be back right okay. after this. So I use my computer every day. I'm not even sure how I get along without it. But I wasn't prepared for a virus. A Trojan, they called it. One night I'm cruising along, and the next night I can't do anything. I was afraid it was going to cost me a fortune. Boy, was I surprised. They had me back up and running the same day I called them. I really like PC Tech Rescue, and you know what? My wallet likes them too. Are you troubled by computer problems? PC Tech Rescue should be your very next call. Whether the problem is viruses, hardware, software, or any other issue, they can diagnose your problem and have you back up and running fast. With more than 25 years of industry experience, you can be sure you are getting dependable and affordable service. Call today, 484-429-6061, or email us at pctechrescue at gmail.com. 
And we're back, and this is called the final stretch of the Joel Mahalik Show. Uh, last segment, and uh, a pretty entertaining one. I mean, the whole show's been entertaining. Yeah, it has been. But I've had some, I've had some moments alone on this podcast when I like can't wait to get to the third segment because it, <laughs> it's at least it's even more exciting for um, for uh, solo hostolo. Well, hopefully you won't have to go solo anymore. So, uh, the website, keeping uh, in mind, the website, joelmahalik.com. That's where you can subscribe. Listen to the show right on the fly on the webpage. And I encourage you to click blog and check out my uh, blog, Joel Mahalik Randoms. And my latest editorial is part one of a series I'm doing called Joel Mahalik Teaches Driving. Uh, so, check it out. Send your comments if you'd like. And you can also join us on Facebook at JM Talk or Twitter at WQYB Radio. Uh, so, and this is the segment where we cover a couple things. First of all, is the Wombat of the Week. Now, if you're a new listener to the show, and I, this is Sharon's first time sitting in on Wombat, so she right. knows exactly what it is. Wombat of the Week is, uh, is uh, us featuring stories of stupid people doing stupid things, and it hits the news. Right. So, and there's plenty of that. We mentioned earlier, there's not enough news of, of what the good that people do out there. Right. But there certainly is a ton of wombats. Oh, stupid goodness, people doing right? Stupid things. So, exactly. Now, you can join in on the fun by submitting your Wombat of the Week news story to the show. Simply email the link to the news story of stupid people doing stupid things to wombat at joelmaholic.com or joelmaholicradio at gmail.com. By the way. Both of these are real email addresses that come right to us. So, it's not like catch-all accounts. Uh, you can also submit your stories in a message on our Facebook page. Or our Facebook page. On our Facebook page at JM Talk. No, I like Parge. You like that? I do. Well, get those stories in. All right. So, the uh, so the Wombat this week is... Um, now, this is a little near and dear to our heart, they say. And it's because Sharon and I like to cruise. Oh, and I don't mean we get we into our Mustang. Love cruising. I don't. I don't mean we get love. into our 1985 Mustang GTO <laughs> 5.0. No, no, not that kind of cruising. <laughs> In a big ship In kind of cruising. The big the cruising the high seas. Right. Um, oh my God, it's so much fun. I know. I really can't wait. I to could go sit another here one. and tell even... you story after story after story. You're wearing our 20th anniversary cruise I shirt. No. So, subconsciously, you must have known that something on this show was going down about cruising. Right. Well, I think I did. Yeah. Yeah. So, these shirts See, were made wear, by our good friends, our best friends. Yeah. And, and I do wear mine. I you do. It's all worn out. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> I'm just messing. <laughs> all right. Go ahead. Anyway. Go back to your wombat. Back to the show. Um... <laughs> So, anyway, we like the cruise. Now, our favorite is Carnival. We've been on Carnival and on uh, the, Royal, Caribbean. Royal Caribbean. That was... We were on two Royal Caribbeans. No. Yes. No. Yes? No. Just the one 12 days? Just the one. Yes. I thought the one out of New no. York... No. ...with the wedding... No. ...was a Royal Caribbean. No. Swear? Uh, yeah. Okay. I do. All right. All right. I don't want you swearing all up in here. <laughs> all right. So, uh, anyway, <laughs> to the wombat. So, uh, Royal Caribbean International says that it issued a lifetime ban 
for a Canadian man uh, who, who, jumped, who jumped off a cruise ship in the Bahamas. Why would you do this? The Sun Sentinel reports that Nick Nidev posted the video on Instagram last week showing him standing on the balcony of the Symphony of the Seas uh, and jumping off. In the comments section, the Vancouver, British Columbia man estimated that he jumped on the 11th story deck more was, than 100 feet. I was going to say, make sure you mention the deck number. Yeah. Because, first of all, doing it from the first deck is high enough. Right. You mean, well, the first deck that you could, because the first couple right. decks are closed in the right. ship. Right, well, I know. I'm, so you're talking so about the third deck, third deck yeah, I is think, usually yeah. the open deck. Right. So jumping, that's what I meant, the first open deck. Right. Uh, is high enough from the water. I mean, it's still, like, way down there. I was getting a little concerned that you were getting rusty on how the ships work. And no. I was like, well, we better hurry up and book a cruise. No. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right, then yes, I am. <laughs> so, right, so the 11th day. So Nidev says he and his friends were kicked off the ship and had to fly back to Miami. Poor Wombat. Uh, he says he ha he was sore for several days after the jump, but did not report any serious injuries. A Royal Caribbean spokesman called the incident extremely dangerous, yeah, and Hell confirmed yeah. the lifetime ban. The company says it is also exploring legal action. Yeah, I mean, wh why? I I'm just flabbergasted as to... What made them think that that was an outstanding idea? Yeah, I mean, it's not like there's not enough to do on the ship. Right. Even when you're in port, which it sounds like this was in port. But they should... But that, it shouldn't matter. I know it shouldn't matter. Wow. It is extremely dangerous, and they should find every charge that they can come up with the file against him. Because yes. think of the resources that he wasted on the crew's behalf, having to stop right. what they're doing, right. then waste exactly. resources to make sure he was safely the brought back yeah, on board. Yeah, make sure the doctor was there, right. and the doctor had to look at him and watch him, and yeah, he's a... Definite wombat. <laughs> right. Definite wombat. Right, and he's the wombat of the week. I mean... Yeah, I mean, just the the resources, uh, the it, the extreme dangerousness of it, you know. Uh, and, yeah. and I'm glad they kicked them off right there in the Bahamas. Right. Which is true. We've we've seen we've seen. You know, you, you can't break uh, their, the rules on their ships. No. You know they will. I take, remember they that one cruise. Uh, the one cruise in Baltimore. Yeah, they, when we got back to Baltimore, the second he stepped foot on land, the cops arrested him. Yeah. It yeah. was so well. He that's the hilarious. guy who stole his wife's credit cards and yeah. gambled all the money away on her yeah. credit cards. Yeah. So yeah. they had no. They had him the night before they we docked because they he was brought oh. off the ship in chains. F, what was it? A, FBI? Wow. The local the Maryland police the uh, FBI the Maryland police. There was another division too. ATF maybe. Maybe. I forget. But because was it was three. in a casino. He blew it all in the casino. And, and, of course, taking her credit cards without permission, he was breaking right. federal laws. Well, they got into a fight, apparently. Right. And he stole all her credit cards and blew every cent. And it was their anniversary cruise. Yeah. I mean, it... Another wombat. Wombat of the seas. <laughs> we could have right? a whole segment on wombats that we've encountered on the high seas. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I, that was hilarious. I mean, why would you be... 
And the fact that he, what he was doing, he was drinking like crazy. Yeah. He, yeah, I was, remember seeing him, him. Yeah. He was totally, no matter time of day, nothing. He was totally trashed the whole time. Yep. The whole time. Sorry about my voice. I'm starting to lose it. Well, you need chocolate. <laughs> yeah. So, so Nick Nadev, you are the Wombat of the Week. Yes. Wombat of the Week. So uh, now, in our other uh, final stretch that uh, segment. <laughs> <laughs> See, you made fun I of my diction. I won't say anything. I won't <laughs> say anything. I promise. Uh, honor thy heroes, which is our way of giving back to everyday heroes that um, that we find. It's a little bit harder piece of news to pick yeah. up, and that's why we encourage people. You can use the Joel Mahalik Radio at Gmail dot com, and you can send us your stories of everyday heroes, people doing great things. Uh, for each other. And uh, no different this week is a, a set of heroes. Uh, this comes out of uh, Olathe, Kansas. And um, a new mother in Olathe, Kansas, has uh, she's got some extra special photos now for her baby album. Uh, Jessica Griffin said she uh, forced her wedding ring on her finger Tuesday morning after not being able to wear it during her pregnancy. And uh, she said her finger started to swell and turn blue very quickly she says that uh she panicked with embarrassment and she's had her baby luke with her and was debating whether or not it was 911 worthy when she realized her finger was getting even worse and the ring wasn't coming off she did call 911 for help uh giffen said the la fire department showed up quickly and went to work on her ring while they were working her son soon woke up uh she was overwhelmed because she knew that he needed to eat, but there was no way that she could feed him while they worked on getting the ring off of her finger. Uh, Giffen mentioned her son needed to eat, and the next thing she knew, firefighters were taking care of feeding the baby. Aww. Uh, <laughs> that is so awesome. Giffen says one of the firemen swooped right in, gave him his bottle, and was even burping him. <laughs> uh, she said she kept apologizing as they worked to remove the ring. The firefighters told her this wasn't the first time something like this has happened. A second crew was dispatched to the house. As soon as they arrived, they let the dogs out for her and even insisted on shoveling the patio in the driveway. Wow. <laughs> so she said she's. <laughs> firefighters in this town are <laughs> right? awesome. She said she felt soon like she had a room full of angels and the comfort they provided was God sent. Um, she said, especially being that she was a postpartum mommy. Aww. Uh Giffen said that the firefighters ultimately had to cut the ring off, but the first responders made the experience a lot less scary. Um, so uh, what she says here is that uh, we take advantage of these people in uniform, and I think they need more recognition for these smaller deeds that help people tremendously. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. Right, and this is sort of how I uh, mentioned the whole wombat, uh, the whole hero thing when we do the Honor Thy Heroes. Um, we do take them for granted. We do. You know? We really do. And, uh, you know, they're out there doing... Uh, what I like about this story is they were taking care of the medical emergency and everything else she needed done. Right. At that moment. As a new mother, that's one of the things that you panic about is being able to take care of your child. Right. You know, and when I was a new mother, I was afraid... That if I did this, it would either wake the baby or I wouldn't be finished in time for when the baby needed to be fed. Right. 
So, I mean, the, What's every mother out there knows how that is, you right. know. But to have something like this happen, and it was, wow. Well, what's interesting is they, they dispatched a second crew. Yeah. So, so for the ring, I'm thinking, does that... Uh, uh, Lend, it, lend itself to needing a second crew? Was there more to the ring part? Or, I almost wonder if they, you know, because these volunteer fire departments, you know, when you got people who respond to the call, and vol right. volunteer firefighters are the greatest people. Yeah, they, they really are. are. You know, we're ex-volunteer firefighters. Yes, we are. So, I almost wonder if the first crew, seeing how the overwhelming things she had going on, dispatch the second group. You know, they're already at the station. You might as well right. come out. Right. And then, you know, and then they do all these, these things, you know, and then they get a story like this, which is, exactly. you know, which is great. It's great for them and it's great for us. And then we get to praise them. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. So to the firefighters in Olathe, Kansas. Bravo. Bravo. Oh. What? I, I thought I heard our security alarm go off, but. No, no, she's she just sitting. Yeah, <laughs> she's fine. Right, exactly. She is our security alarm. That is the truth. If anybody breathes wrong down the street, she'll let us know. Or in another town. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, she's our everyday hero. Yes, she is. Um, feel free to email your story of everyday heroes, and I've even asked firefighter friends of mine. And police friends of mine. Mm -hmm. And we are linked up on social media with so many different sites uh, that for fire and police news to help us. Because you won't turn a TV on around here. You're not going to hear anything about this. Right. This is one of the greatest stories of a volunteer fire department doing this stuff. And you'll never hear about this exactly. around here. Exactly. Uh, thank God WMTW-TV in uh, um, Olathe covered it it says right. wmtw but it's also kmbc9 it's weird hmm. it's weird you need chocolate for that too? i do <laughs> uh send us your stories to joel mahalik radio um at gmail.com you oh yes you're gonna exit and, i am and, and visit with I molly am, yeah okay I have to get her dinner ready. Yeah. Okay. So, because our Molly isn't feeling very well. Right. Poor thing. All right. We'll say bye, Sharon. Bye, Sharon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and she departs. Um, so, uh, yes, that's how you can get your story in. I would ask if you are, uh, you don't have to be a volunteer or you don't have to be a police officer or a firefighter or EMS. Uh, I, because I went around, and I asked a bunch of my friends who were in that industry to help me out with these stories. You can be anybody you want. Just like we accept offers for the Wombat of the Week, send us stories because, like, I luckily got this from KNBC News out in Kansas. You know, I was lucky enough, fortunate enough to fall upon this story. And these these are the kind of things we need. We need to hear about those everyday heroes. More stories about this man, uh, you know, who saved that officer's life by uh jumping into you know the, the 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 attack the ambush on that trooper you know this is the kind of stuff that i want to bring to you each and every week and I, and and i need that help to do that so um yeah so the, the one other thing i want to point out and, and i'm going to put this on um 
I'm gonna put this on Facebook, I think. I had to pay a fine this week. It's interesting because red, red light fines, uh, usually it's not even the police in your locality that catch you. They have these cameras set up now, which I found out last year. Basically, there's these companies that install the cameras and they and they monitor the cameras. And so the police don't have to do it. And so basically, they work for your locality and, you know, and they send out the fines. Um... I don't even know if this butin them uh, would work. In, in fact, there's only two options. You either pay it online or you pay by check. You know, when you get a speeding ticket or something, there's two options. You either pay it and say you're guilty, you did it, and don't appear in court, or you can appear in court and fight it. And uh, so, you know, I get this notice, and then there's uh, there's pictures of the, of the violation from two or three different angles. But here's what's interesting. Like, when I logged in to pay the fine, you get more information. And, you know, here's the thing. It's sad that, like, they tell you how long the red and how long the yellow was as you were passing under the intersection or passing through the light. Four seconds yellow, one second red. Does anyone th think that's absurd besides me? You know, four, I mean, four, that's four to one. I was in the yellow and not in the red. Well, it wasn't me. I'm sorry. It wasn't me. It's just, it's billed to me, <laughs> but it wasn't me. But you're in the yellow four times more than you're in the red. And so for that last second, I'm sure they're around in here, so it could have been less than a second. Boom! You wind up with a $160 fine. Crazy, I know. But anyway, so I paid it because, as I said, you can't fight it. Uh, you know, you just have to be more careful out there. Um, so, but yeah, it's apparently someplace in Virginia that babysits these and sends out the violations. In fact, it says on the back of it here that Xerox is an independent contractor serving the state of Delaware. So apparently it's Xerox company that does it? That's really crazy. So anyway, if uh, if Xerox is, uh, is listening, I paid the damn fine. Plus your $4 service fee to pay it online. What's up with that? So anyway, folks, um, that about does it for the podcast this week. I'm really glad that you tuned in and listened. Uh, feel free to visit joelmaholic.com and listen to all the back episodes. Uh, hit subscribe and get your favorite player to do all the work for you. That way all you got to do is pull out your device and start listening. Uh, so you can do that. Uh, visit the blog, Joel Mahalik Randoms. Drop us a line. Say hi. We're at Facebook at JM Talk, Twitter, WQYB Radio. And for now, we'll catch you on the next episode. See you later.